0: We're going to get into it, baby. Now where it's tangled and dark. Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News, a podcast exposing and analyzing misinformation, disinformation, and no information in the news by me, Mike T., your Ivy League conservative and former Democrat who has come to his senses, and I'm coming you to you from the great Midwest. Today's Not Fake News title podcast is observations from a polling location from an election day worker. The November 8th, 2022 midterm elections have come and gone with all the questions and concerns about electronic voting systems and possible voter fraud. I, your intrepid Ivy League conservative, went undercover and actually embedded myself inside a polling location in Parma, Ohio, Cleveland's largest suburb. I spent 15 hours with 11 women and one man working various jobs inside the polling location. It was the longest day of my life. I thought you might find my experience interesting podcast material. So here goes. Before I begin, let me offer three quotes. Election experts John Fund and Hans von Spakowski, authors of the 2021 book that nobody talks about, entitled... Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. And I'm going to make three quotes from this book. Quote number one, voters deserve to have confidence in the fairness and accuracy of the voting system. Quote two, election integrity is a fundamental requirement of a functioning democratic republic. And quote number three, contrary to the claims of many on the left, election fraud is very real. It's a very real problem, and most election fraud goes undetected. Now, do you see why this important book and its authors got very little notice? I wonder if you could even find this book on the library shelves today. I'll give you the name of it again, Our Broken Elections, How the Left Has Changed the Way You Vote. So, in an effort to develop confidence in the fairness and accuracy of the voting system, I signed up to serve as an official election official to educate myself by undertaking three hours of training and then observing firsthand what really goes on inside a typical polling location on an election day. Each of the 88 counties in Ohio run their elections independently with various types of equipment, but I believe that all employ a combination of a paper ballot to be physically marked by darkening an oval on the page, much like an SAT test, and all use some type of electronic scanning devices to record and count the votes. Herein lies the first concern that was, according to the fake news industry, an illegitimate concern by Trump voters after the 2020 election and that is the vulnerability of electronic voting systems to hacking. But this concern is also shared by election experts and authors Fund and Spakovsky. Let me quote them. Quote, we believe that Dominion and other electronic voting machines are vulnerable to unauthorized entry as proven repeatedly by hackers at computer security conferences. And that problem should be studied carefully, end quote. Was this problem studied carefully after the 2020 election? I don't think so. Not with Democrats in charge. I can only hope that if Republicans take control of Congress in 2023, that they will earnestly study this issue carefully. Let's go back to the Parma polling location. I like saying that, I served as a check-in official who operated one of the two electronic iPad poll books, taking the voter's driver's license and scanning the barcode on the back of the driver's license into the electronic poll book, confirming the voter's name and current address as it appeared in the electronic poll book, I directed the voter to sign his or her name in or on the electronic poll book. with, You could sign it with your finger or a stylist. And then you scan the barcode on the very bottom of the first page of the ballot before giving the voter the ballot. And the ballot consists of three legal size pages front and back of names and candidates and issues, it's, it's, it's complicated. I also served as a scanner official, helping the voters scan their ballots into the DS-200 ballot scanners, one page at a time. After the polls closed, the scanners were shut down. I helped retrieve the paper ballots from the bottom of the scanner And placed them in large red bags to be deposited with the Board of Elections. The scanner presented to me the most concern, and I will explain that in a minute. Some 900 people showed up to vote at my particular polling location at a library on Election Day, and it covered three precincts in the city of Parma. Since the polls were open for 13 hours, Approximately 70 people voted per hour, or more than one per minute, at that location. So we election day workers hustled all day. Let me say that there were no threats of violence by destroyers of democracy as widely predicted by the fake news apparatus. Most every voter was patient and good natured. Only one man got upset and stormed out because he thought there were too many ballot pages with too many names on the ballot. Some people came to the wrong polling location and were directed to their proper polling place. One man discovered that his driver's license was missing from his wallet. He returned home, found it in the washing machine, came back and voted. So, what are my observations? Firstly, no one's vote appeared to be suppressed, and democracy was definitely not threatened by anyone at any time. Several days later, here we are, the republic still stands. But I have concerns about the electronic voting system embraced by the Cuyahoga County Board of Elections, and I have some suggestions to improve the ballot in the voting process. Let's look first at the voter verification using a driver's license and an electronic poll book. According to the election official manual used to train poll workers, using the electronic poll book slash scanner, it's, it's really an iPad, the election worker is supposed to compare the voter signature scribbled on the machine by a finger or a stylist with the signature of the driver's license. Now, in practice, this comparison of signatures is not done by the election worker because the signatures rarely match due to the crudeness of the signature on this small iPad. And quite frankly, there is no time to examine and compare these signatures. Interestingly, the operation manual does not require the election official to compare the photograph on the voter's driver's license with the voter's face at as it appears before the election worker. So theoretically, it is possible for somebody who is not registered to vote to vote in the place of the voter whose driver's license that may have been stolen. And what is to stop a person who uses the driver's license of a dead person if he or she does not arouse suspicion by appearing to be the same age of the deceased voter? Having asked the question, I do not think the voting that voting in person under a false identity is a big voter fraud problem. However, I do have questions about the recording and counting of ballots through the electronic system as it applies to voters in person and by absentee. Is there a paper trail backup? Well, yes, there is. But more of a concern to me is that the actual paper ballots are separated from the half-inch stubs at the bottom of the ballot page that I that identify the voter, and these ballots are allowed to be scanned in any order. You could do page three first, page two sec, page one last and they can be put in any direction, even upside down, into the scanner. The ballot stubs are collected and stored in no particular order. The actual ballots found at the bottom of the ballot scanning machine are in complete disarray. Some are folded. They're in every kind of order, out of order. When retrieving these paper ballots at the close of the uh, day, I was told to simply stack them so that they would fit neatly inside red ballot boxes and not to worry about putting them in any particular order. Well, this bothered me because these paper ballots represent Humpty Dumpty. They could never be put back together again for audit purposes. If the paper ballots could not be reconstructed and reconnected with the voter who issued them, then they are of no further practical use. The auditor must depend on the machine to audit the machine. And there is no backup system. An election system that features clumps of bent up, mixed up paper ballots with no discernible connection to any voter is the kind of system that does not help restore confidence in the fairness and accuracy of the system. We can and must do better than this. So would you like your receipt? So how do I approve how do I prove I voted for candidates A, B, or C? Sorry, under the sophisticated voting machines that we use, you get no receipts showing your voting choices. You merely get a sticker saying you voted and an attaboy for your efforts. Thank you for voting. Why can't a taxpayer-funded, expensive voting machine give you a printout of your scanned ballot, just like the grocery store or the gas station? Board of election persons should answer that question. How about this? How about let's go old school? Remember carbon paper? Forget the machines. I vote. I vote for a voting system that features a paper ballot with my signature and a carbon copy for me to take home with me. What about absentee ballots? Well, according to election experts and authors Fund and Spakovsky, and I quote: "Absentee ballots are the tools of choice for vote thieves." Because they are the only ballots cast outside the supervision of election officials and outside the observation of poll watchers. End quote. First of all, in Ohio, as it should be in every state, the voter must request an absentee ballot by presenting proof of identification. And that's good. Not all that doesn't happen in all states, but fortunately it does happen in Ohio. Secondly, the envelope with the voter's signature must remain attached. This is my recommendation. The envelope with the voter's signature must remain attached to the finished ballot to avoid the problems of duplication and double voting, which is a very real problem in many places, including Maricopa County, Arizona in 2020, where there were some 12,000 duplicate Ballots. How about some suggestions for the ballot itself? Well, on election day, I observed voters struggling to comprehend and complete their ballots. Some took up to a half an hour. The ballot, as presently constituted, is too long and too hard to read. It needs to be simplified in the following ways. Number one, get rid of the Spanish translations. If you cannot read or understand the English language, you should not be voting. Period. Do ballots in Spain, Mexico, Honduras, San Salvador, Nicaragua, or Venezuela include English translations? I don't think so. So why do our ballots include Spanish translations? Secondly, remove the candidates who are unopposed it only clogs up the ballot these candidates need only to vote for themselves to be elected number 3 separate the judges from the rest of the candidates group the appellate court judges which would be include the Ohio Supreme Court and the court of appeals group them with the trial court divisions candidates right now they're separated By a few names. Number four, since most all judicial candidates advance to the general election by getting elected in a partisan primary, list the party affiliation of all judicial candidates, including trial court judges. This year they listed the party affiliation of the Supreme Court candidates and the Court of Appeals candidates, but they did not list the party affiliation for the trial court candidates, that would be the Court of Common Pleas, the General, uh, General Division, Juvenile Division, or the Domestic Relations Division. Here's an alternative. Let's have a separate election for the third branch of government, the Judiciary. But Mike, you won't get people to come out and vote for the judges. My response to that question, good. Good. People who vote ignorantly merely for a familiar name and know nothing about the candidate or the judicial position being sought by the candidate, these voters should not cast ballots in a judicial election. The judiciary is way too important to be left to the whims of political parties. Many potential great judges. Don't make it to the bench, and many mediocre or lazy judges get basically lifetime tenure only because he or she is blessed with a recognizable name or happen to declare themselves to be of one particular party. Trust me, I speak from experience. Here's a fun fact. Can a Republican ever get elected to a judicial position in Cuyahoga County? The results of the November 8th election provide the answer, no, yet, nada. Of the nine countywide contested judicial races in Cuyahoga County, none, not one, was won by a Republican. Where is the diversity? Gone forever, I fear. The sad fact is that under our current electoral system, Republicans who seek judicial office in Cuyahoga County must declare themselves to be a Democrat and run in the Democratic primary in order to be elected. Or they can wait for an appointment by a Republican governor when a position opens up. How about purging deceased voters from the voting rolls? For the life of me, I do not understand why the county coroner's office cannot automatically notify the board of elections who could automatically remove deceased voters from the voter rolls. Why is this a concern? Because in a divided country where winning at all costs is the goal, where Democrats who suffer from Trump derangement syndrome, when, a, when absentee ballots are mailed out to all on the voter rolls, the temptation to cheat Is so strong, and in order to save democracy, that temptation should be removed. In conclusion, despite suffering through a very long day as an election official last week, if Ohio changed its system from electronic voting system to paper ballots, I would volunteer to count those paper ballots, every last one of them. Until next time, this is Mike T. saying thanks for listening. And remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great Constitution. Read the Constitution. Learn the Constitution. Defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. It's dangerous. It's everywhere. Stay informed. Be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it.